Well, welcome to LawPod episode 19 for Bryden's Lawyers. I'm Lee Hedgepantelis, the principal of Bryden's Lawyers. And we've often spoken about the association that Bryden's Lawyers has with a number of organisations. And through those organisations, we have met from time to time some very, very special people. And I say special for a number of reasons, not only because of what they bring to Bryden's Lawyers, but because of the personal relationships that we've been able to develop as well. And the person that we have with us today fits into that category. Not only is he a great contributor to the game of rugby league, to broadcasting, to West Tigers and to Bryden's lawyers, but I am proud to call him a friend. Welcome to Law Pod, Stephen Blocker Roach. Lee, how are you, mate? Am I in trouble? It sound, that sounded like a great introduction, that one. Uh, no, it's just a practice, that's all it is. <laughs> uh, well, full disclosure, I should announce, Stephen, you were responsible some years ago for the introduction of Bryden's lawyers to the West Tigers. I was, I was. I went out and had a meeting with you. Paul Searin and, and myself, we had a package that we were trying to get sponsors involved with where they got involved with the club, something a little bit different rather than just giving a sponsorship and taking the money. We, we tried to figure out you know, what companies would want back now some interaction with the players going into dressing rooms having a barbecue with them and mate you were quite happy we were, we were quite happy to go out and try and sell you one not only did we sell you one you said halfway through the lunch and halfway through our spool i'll take two oh, i do remember that but you got you got to understand from my perspective though <laughs> i grow up a massive supporter and then in through my door walks stephen roach and paul sirenen you think i've got there's any level of resistance to whatever you boys wanted well i thought you might have just bought one mate we were we were was skipping down the street after you bought two. It was a great introduction from us with a thing that we were trying to do, something a little bit different in sponsorship. And, you know, the first person we saw was you and, mate, you take two. And we thought, how easy is this? Yeah, we well, didn't get another one for two months. No. No, well, it went from there, of course. We started there and we moved into, I think we dipped our toe in with sponsorship on the sternum and the yep. goalposts and the like. And eventually we ended up as the major sponsor in the front of the jumper. And now I'm the chairman. So I've got you to blame for all of this. Yeah, thanks, mate. I'll, no. t- I'll take the blame too, mate. We're happy to have you. Don't worry about that. Not only putting in uh, as, as a sponsor and a major sponsor and with New South Wales Rugby League too, I might add. But being the chairman now, I've got direct line. I've got like a bat phone straight to you. You do. Well, in fact, you and I spoke last night about some proposal about introducing a new level of sponsorship for businesses with the West Tigers, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But th- these are the sorts of things that impresses me most about you, that you always, you can readily identify what people want and what attracts them to the game and what's good for the game as well, whether it be games in the country, business sponsorships or the like. Have you always been that way inclined? I must have too much time on my hands, Lee. <laughs> that's, that, that's that cracking sound that you can hear at the moment, that grinding sound. That's my brain working. Okay. No, I suppose, you know, I just, I want what's the best for the game and what's the best for sponsors who put their money into the game. I mean, as I said a little bit earlier, gone are the days where people just give you money and you you put your name on the jersey and that's it. I think the big thing is to listen. My way of sales to when I go and talk to people now is I find out what they want. If we were to do a deal, what sort of things would you want from the sponsorship point of view? Then I work work back from there. So I, I figure that's the way to work because if you can solve a problem or get a solution or do something that they want to do, the actual sponsor, then I reckon you're more chance of signing them up. Oh, look, I agree because I mean, there's two elements to any sponsorship, of course. Firstly, there's that personal component where you're involved in the club, you're meeting players, past players and the like. All those money can't buy experiences, which are great. Mm. But there is also the commercial reality that if you're going to be sinking a large sum of money into a club, there's got to be some return as well. Mm. And that's through, you know, brand exposure and the like. And as I say, my dealings with you have been remarkable in that you really identify what sponsors need and what sponsors look for. And I think you're, you're the perfect person to be opening doors between businesses and the West Tigers. Yeah, thanks, mate. And as you know, my love is the Tigers, mate. Whether it's the West Tigers or the Balmain Tigers, because of my position in doing the footy and commentating and all that, I don't shy away from telling everyone that I'm a West Tigers supporter. So. No, no, I'm so, 
I, I don't, don't sort of shy away from that. And, and if they say that that's bias or whatever, it doesn't really worry me, you know? All right, well, very glad to hear that. Now, your football career is well known, and I don't want to go over that again. What I'm really interested in is the life of Stephen Blocker Roach today. You're doing Back on Fox this year? Back on Fox, just yeah. signed another two year deal. Uh, so um, I was happy about that. I, I suppose with my style of commentary, and I, I learned a long time ago, Ray Hadley, I did the radio for 15 years doing the co commentary, and I learned. It's funny how you pick things up. Oh, I don't know if this, whether this will interest anyone listening to it, but it interests me. When I was a kid, I'd listen to whole albums of Queen and Bad Out of Hell, but I knew I could pick up the sound of knowing those songs, if you understand what I mean. I had an ear for it, so that really helped for when I was doing the commentary. I could actually pick up what they were talking about, you know, the ups and downs of a try being scored or some excitement in a voice or whatever it is. So I'll give you an example. There's nothing There's nothing worse than listen to some commentary and the commentator is calling the try and he's up, mate, oh, that's a great try to the top, you know, whatever. Then someone coming in and going, you know, the ball was uh, virtually on the halfway line. and then, But you've got to be up with them. So for me, the sound, it's not actually the words, it's the sound of the pitch of the excitement. What you say is exactly right. I think to put that into perspective, what you should do is watch a game without sound and see how much you enjoy that. Exactly. And then, and then watch the same game with the commentary, people like you and Dan yeah. Ganane, Ray Warren, that yeah. really invest in the game itself and watch the difference in, in terms of your personal enjoyment, listening to people promote the game whilst commentating. Yeah, and having the ability to mate always rap someone and if you're wrong saying that you were wrong about a certain player or a certain set play or you know we're, we're all human and we make mistakes you know I, I've found if you can be upfront and honest and you know even when you're dealing with you know your contract or you're dealing with businesses or whatever you look people in the eye and you talk to them I, I think that's a long way and if you have a go and you turn up and I never say I can do something if I can't do it no I agree as I was growing up my mother would often say if you've got nothing nice to say don't say anything mm. does that apply to commentary as well uh, not really sometimes sometimes uh, you know we like everyone else get a bit frustrated too as long as you don't go too overboard you know if, if someone if someone makes a, a glaring mistake or you know a coach might might leave a certain player off for a, for a long period of time and we're saying mate you need to get this plate back out there because this is what he was doing when he was out there you know you've left him off too long or I don't, I don't know is that criticism or is that just you know watching the game and, and giving your sort of spin on what's happening. No, that's fair enough. Some of the great commentators, of course, are the former players. You know, yourself, Peter Sterling, Andrew Johns. But there are some great commentators who weren't players. For me, the great blend is between the two. Yeah. Those who call the game and the expert commentary from former players. You, you know what I've noticed about the, the blokes who aren't former players that are actually commentators? Their love is actually the commentary. Like, they can call rugby league, they can call the swimming. You know, we see with Ray Warren and all those sort of guys. You know, Andrew Voss, they can call the, they can call the cricket if they have to. You know, what happens is, you know, you and I as fans, we see two teams playing and... and on a ground and we actually watch and we enjoy these guys because they haven't played the amount of preparation that they do is unbelievable getting themselves up with stats little quirky things i think you'll notice in the commentary when fox do it and, and andrew voss and all those guys they'll have quirky little points about certain players that you know where they come from what they've done how many tries they've scored on that side they're doing fill within the 80 minutes of they're commentating but they're actually making statements on true fact that what's happened to players rather than commenting on what's happening in the game but it 
you know, if you sit back and you and you sit in the box sometimes and you listen to these guys, mate, they mate, they're fantastic. They're they're world class. I Honestly, agree. world I, class. I agree. I agree. You and I have spoken. I've heard you speak elsewhere as well about challenges to the game, and one of those challenges is AFL, which is infiltrating into traditional rugby league heartland. And in fact, even in the southwest of Sydney, you can mm. drive around and see council parks with AFL goalposts. Mm. So they've been very clever. What what challenges do you see the game facing? Is it AFL? Is it the expansion and growth of the game into other areas? Or what, what should we be looking at? Well, I think I think what we should be looking at, and you, you made the perfect point there, you know, out here in the West, that, you know, everywhere you look now, there's there's AFL posts. I mean, that, you know, when I was a kid growing up, you played rugby league and cricket, that was it. And you're right, they're, they're smart, but they've gone about their business without any fanfare. They've just gone about it and done it. They haven't made any big noise about it. You know, I, I think one of the big things we've got to do is, is to win back a lot of areas that were predominantly rugby league. I think we've lost a little bit of, you know, playing the game in you know the schoolboy level and the and the club junior club level and I think we I think we need to, to figure out a few ways to to hit back. Does the game need to grow and expand into other areas? Like do we need a second team in, in Brisbane? Do we need a team in Perth? I would personally I, I would personally have another team in, in Brisbane. I, I, this is, and this is why. You have a look at Suncorp Stadium and have a look at if, if Brisbane are going well you have a look at the crowds they get a, a nearly double any crowd that we get in Sydney. And I would say that you know a, a lot of the people in Brisbane would like another another team so they could follow them. If they didn't like the Broncos, they could like the new team. The other thing is too, if you look at 30, 40, 50,000 in the stadium at Suncorp, imagine what the league could do, not only like TV rights and, and, and getting money into the game, but to fill out a stadium every week, not every second week. So I reckon, I reckon they've got to look at where the game is strong and where the game is already, uh, you know, got many people playing it. So the opportunity for another team in Brisbane, I, I would, I would try there, and I, and I. I'd put them playing out of Suncorp Stadium so we'd fill it every week. Look, I agree. I think the game does need to grow. But having said that, you can never lose sight of your own backyard. And that's the philosophy with Bryden's Lawyers. Even though Bryden's Lawyers has grown extensively throughout New South Wales, we have been predominantly a Southwest Sydney law firm. So we never forget where we came from and mm. where we started. And with Rugby League, it's a traditionally a tribal game. You know, when they had the foundation clubs, you can't lose that. That's the essence of the game, I think. Yeah, I was sad when Balmain were, were left out of the competition and the West Tigers had joined. But what I see there is great opportunity. I, I look at the area of Leichhardt and Ride and Balmain and all that. And then I look at the distance from there to Campbelltown. I mean, you know, we, well, I'll say we, <laughs> we should have the, we should have the biggest nursery of rugby league in the competition. When you have a look at the distance from, you know, apart probably from, from Brisbane in Queensland, but you know, if you have a look at the areas, I mean, we, we, uh, we should be, you know, putting all our energies into, you know, try and develop players within that huge area. I think, is it about 60 kilometres or uh, something? Yeah, well, it's it, huge. No, it is. Our geographic footprint extends from Leichhardt yeah. through Lidcombe, Camden, Menangle and beyond. Yeah. It's a and I, huge I, geographic area. I thought the great thing is that now that we're going to have a centre of excellence, which gives young kids an opportunity to, you know, to come and learn about the game and, and learn what's required to, to play at the highest levels or even just the fact that we've got that sort of facility that we can show people when we're trying to get people to our club. How times have changed. I mean, a Centre of Excellence was something only a few years ago was something of, of, of a luxury. Now it's a necessity. Clubs have got to have these centres. You, you've got to have it, mate. Well, you know, you, you think about when you, you know, you're trying to attract a, a great player to the Tigers from another club, you've got to show you know your vision, where you're heading to and what you're doing. And mate, You've got to have a top-class facility. But, you know, Just say you're trying to sign a player from the Brisbane Broncos 
old guys, which setup is unbelievable. And you, you're trying to sign him down at the West Tigers, and the facilities and the makeup of the you know of all our facilities, the way that we're made up. Mm. Uh, if if it's not done right, you know they're going to look at it and go, mate, this is this is amateur hour. No, agreed. Stephen, a few years ago you wrote a book, doing my block. Mm-hmm. Are we due for a follow up? No, 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 no. Won't be happening. Mate, I was surprised anyone would want to know about about what happened in my career. Anyway. No, I, under, I understand but, it made uh, the New York Times bestseller list. <laughs> I wish it did. I wouldn't probably wouldn't be sitting here now. Mate, okay. if it made the bestseller. All right. Well, it sounds to me like your life's very full. Now we'll get through this year, of course, while you're commentating on Fox. Yeah. We'll celebrate a West Tigers premiership win at the end of the year, oh, and then crossed. and then you're off on a kangaroo tour. I am the I'm, the first one for how many years? Uh, since 1994. Well overdue. Well overdue. You know, Lee, I was lucky enough to go on two kangaroo tours, and we used to play all the club side. We get off the plane on Thursday, play Wigan on Saturday. There'd be 40,000 people at the at a club game. Mate, it was the greatest time of our lives. Things have changed now because you know player safety and all that sort of stuff. But we are we're taking a, a tour away for three test matches. We're looking forward to that, and we're, we're not going to hang around in England. We're going to take off to Sam Sebastian, and and uh, we're going to go over to France, and we're going to we're going to have all sorts of fun. We're looking forward to that. My best mate, Big Paul Siren, he's actually taking the other bus. We're having a competition at the moment who can fill the bus. It's 12-2 at the moment, Lee. I'm leaving. Oh well, I don't 12-2. think it's, I don't think it's going to be a problem. And that's through, <laughs> that's through Gulliver's Travels. We'll give them a bit of a plug. Yeah, good as people. Well. Yeah, yeah, Ken, Ken Gave. No, he's a he's made a tremendous bloke. How, he just rang us and said, mate. I took a kangaroo tour away with Reg Gaznier and all those sort of guys years ago. It's funny that the company's been going for a long, long time. The last World Cup, he took 3,000 people from Gulliver's Travel to the uh, to the World Cup. I don't think we'll get anywhere near that, but I reckon people are hungry, you know. Like, I, no- I noticed when I went away on tours and kangaroos that there was always a, a fair few like older couples that had saved all their lives to go on this go on this tour that were mad rugby league supporters. So. And, and the fact that it's only every four years, or it used to be only every four years, the kangaroo tour, it must have been something that young players would look forward to, be striving over those four years to try and get onto that kangaroo tour. Because once you're a kangaroo, you're a kangaroo forever. That's right. Yeah, and I was, um, I remember the first uh, the first tour I went on, just having a listen to this, Lee, you're a footy supporter, you'll love this. The Australian back line was Peter Sterling, Wally Lewis, Brett Kenny, Gene Miles, Eric Groth, Michael O'Connor, and the great Gary Jack. Well, that's a dream team. Mate, I never used to cross the halfway line, though, were that good? Yeah, how, just how, stood there and clapped. How would you fit that under the salary cap today? Oh, you couldn't. You couldn't do no it. No way, mate. Yeah. You, or you'd have no forward yeah. pack. But it was 80, was it 82 was it they went away and, and Junior, I think, came back as the player of the tour? Yeah, and Junior, that, unbelievable Junior. Unfortunately, in 80, he went in 82. Mate, unbelievable. That was a great side. They were undefeated. We went in 86, and Junior was actually picked in the side, and he, he'd done his knee. And they, they took him to Redfern Oval and they made him do a fitness test and he, he sort of stumbled. But he said to me, mate, oh, it's all right, I'm, in a, I'm, I'm all right. But they didn't take him. Yeah, it's a shame. So it was a shame. But, but yeah. what a, mate, what a, you talk about great men and great leaders. He's, a, he's, he's a still a bloke that we all ring and talk to, even now, you know. We're in our late 50s, well, early uh, 50s. Well, you, you and I enjoyed his company yesterday at lunch. Champion. It was Champion, a very, Yeah, really nice time. Uh, I can't say too much about the kangaroo tour, although I will say that Bryden's lawyers will have some involvement in that there might be some people on that bus with you, courtesy of Bryden's lawyers, but we'll announce details of that later you're on. You're going to run a little competition, yeah, are you? Maybe, well, maybe, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and send some that? people. I that's, put my hand up, but, but apparently being the principal, I don't qualify. That's where I got my 12 people from. <laughs> Brightens. It, it, it could be. All right, well, look, you, you sound incredibly happy. Now, I, from a personal perspective, your son, Liam, whom we both know very well, works for me. He does. Recently promoted. I know. Happy. He's loving it. He's I'm loving gla- it. Well, With a baby on the way. Well, I was just about to ask. Wow. Uh, grandchild number one yeah. in a few weeks. Yes. How do you feel about that? Oh, I can't wait. 
That little girl too. Imagine a little girl in the Roach clan. My golly, she's going to be spoiled. And, and my wife, Kathy, she's, oh, look, the, the little baby won't have to buy any clothes until it's 18 to be able to make its own decisions. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, well done. She's bought outfits like for every second. Uh, and as you said, you're hoping desperately that the, the child look takes after its mother. Well, I'd love, <laughs> I'd love the child to have its mother's looks because... You know, with Liam, look, look, mate. No, he's a good-looking boy, well, Liam. Well, you know, he's he a good-looking boy. You ask him, he'll yeah. tell you. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. And so, so he should. All right, look, the final thing is now, you recently had the opportunity of using the services of Bryden's lawyers. Yes, I did. You were looked after? Oh, mate, unbelievable. Good. Unbelievable. Well, I, I didn't expect anything anything less. No, I'm, I mean, I'm uh, glad to hear it. Yeah, and, and, mate, you know, in trying times, you know, I lost my mum and, and uh, you guys you guys organised everything for me and, and, and made it as smooth as it possibly could because, mate, in your life, you know, I've got a lot of men friends and, you know, a lot of people who, who are acquaintances, but you only got one mum. No. So I think about her all the time. No. And, um, all very true. Yeah, no. It's, no, no. It's good. You looked after us, mate. You made it bearable. No. Glad to hear it. All right, Stephen, look, this has been an incredible honour and pleasure for me. Thank you very much. Thank you, son. No, no, no. I enjoyed it, mate. You're a good man. We will do it again sometime. Thank you all for listening as well to our podcast. And if you have any particular topic that you would like us to address, please email us directly at lawpod at brydens.com.au. And don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, particularly those rugby league followers who may be interested in going on a kangaroo tour hosted by the great man himself. So thank you all again. Thank you to Stephen Blocker-Roach and we'll talk again soon. Mm